Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Browse safely, browse securely, change your virtual location with just one click on all your devices. Multiple tiers that allow you to get exactly what services you want. Four months free, a 30-day money-back guarantee. Get access to content that's geo-blocked in your area. Get access to pay-per-views at a much more affordable price thanks to that content that you unlock with nordvpn.com slash Fightful. Block annoying pop-up ads, block malware. Nordvpn.com slash Fightful. How, how are you going to pass this up? Really? How? I use it every day. Every day. It makes my browsing experience so much better. You should do it too. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And welcome back to another edition of Grapsity Interviews. This is some of my favorite stuff we get to do here on Grapsity. I'm Will Washington. You know me. And you also know Philip Lindsay. And you know Righteous Reg. But somebody you probably know way better than you know any of the three of us is... The one and only, the legendary. And I love using that word now because I feel like that truly applies to you at this stage of your career. She is Definitely. the legendary Maria Canellis Bennett. Sorry, I couldn't fit the Bennett on the, the, the little Chiron there at the bottom, but uh, okay. we're, we're where we are. Maria Canellis, thank you for being here. Hi, how are you? I am great and I'm excited to have you here. We're all excited to have you here. We're I've interviewed so you, here. I think, at this stage probably like 12 times the first time i ever talked to you was back in 2010 um back wow. on the old rbr it was back after the first time you were released from wwe okay. and uh and i feel like since then your profile as a as a person as a presence in professional wrestling has just completely snowballed into i i, I don't know back then did you see yourself being um the almost this uh this face of pro wrestling the way you've become 
Oh gosh, that's a that's a very intimidating question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're running you're running a promotion at this point. Like, yeah. could you have imagined in 2010? No, I never wanted to be a wrestling promoter. <laughs> I just right. wanted opportunities, and like, uh, and I it just eventually it had to come to a place where I created them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, we back then we all fought for more opportunities. I think that's one thing that a lot of people miss is that, yes, we were going out there and we were putting on the three-minute matches or the 30-second matches, whatever it was, but we were all fighting backstage for more opportunities from the girls that were veterans of wrestling to the girls that were veterans from entertainment. We were all fighting for more opportunities. So in that sense, um, the reason why I fight so hard has never changed, Mm -hmm. but... No, I never wanted to be a wrestling promoter. <laughs> I just that and I'm like, ah, no, that's not me, but it is me. And um, but, but this is where we're at. Right. And, and 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 honestly, I'd love it because I, I've seen you in action and talking women's wrestling army, of course. Um this is where we are now. You are running women's wrestling army um with Bobby Cruz, and uh you guys have essentially flip things on its head you have given opportunities to so many women out there uh, like i said i've seen you in action at uh, i was at the show in chicago you were basically just like here 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 oh i can talk to you for a second but then i gotta be here i'm also watching this match here i gotta keep my eyes on this you are everywhere um talk to us a little bit about women's wrestling army for those who aren't fully invested in it yet Women's Wrestling Army is on Pro Wrestling TV. It's also on Brand Army. We have our exclusive content page on Brand Army. So it is being shown in a couple of different places. So you can watch it a few different places. And Pro Wrestling TV is completely free. So you can get it there um, if you don't want to spend the um, $7.99 that we have it on um, Brand Army. We have... um, This week is going to be 14 episodes in, and that is with uh, two documentaries and then also the rest of them being wrestling shows, traditional wrestling shows. It's an all women's promotion. And it came out of the fact that we were very sad after Ring of Honor closed its doors. We were so proud of all the women that we had last year in Ring of Honor. They they worked their asses off. Um, They were incredibly talented. Some of them are they were on the rise then and now they've turned into these indie darling superstars Mm -hmm. um and we wanted to give them another place to work and not only work in the ring but also work backstage get their message Mm -hmm. across whether that be through interviews or from just like behind the scenes moments showing them as individuals is what can take them to the next level um, hopefully because we want everybody to get jobs elsewhere and make money like yeah. we would like it to be a revolving door where on the other side of that revolving door is more money and more opportunity so um you know we we give them the tools of backstage interviewers um of having professional commentary um to having the set backstage to sitting them down and saying okay we're going to discuss your life now What do you want of your life to be out there? Because right now we can control that environment and you can make a very clear version of who you want to be. And then we can scrape it all away and scrape it down. So it makes sense. Um, And so women's wrestling army is all of that. It's the behind the scenes. It's the 
in ring action, which is incredible. Um, and it's also uh, Beyond the Bells, which Will is a part of. So we have like our own little ecosystem. I like to call it the uh, multiverse of Women's Wrestling Army. <laughs> right. Hey, so leading into Women's Wrestling Army, when was it the time you kind of made the switch from just being a wrestler to kind of being the go-to, one of the go-to people for women's wrestling? I know you had a time, talked a little about, bit about Ring of Honor. You had a time working in Ring of Honor. And before that, you've been, you know, one of those backstage people. When did you make the switch of like, okay, I'm going to try to do even more than just being in the ring. I want to eventually get to Women's Wrestling Army. So even when I was a part of Ohio Valley Wrestling, um, mm -hmm. learning, uh, Paul Heyman was, um, he was booking the shows down there. He was writing. So I would go in early and sit down with Paul. Mm. and find out like what was he writing into the show what direction did he want to go why does it make sense and that was my introduction to what being behind the scenes meant and so since then i've wanted to do something and i, I get my little my, my little moments in there here and there um throughout you know throughout my career with different individuals so i'll right. say okay why don't you try doing it this way? Why don't you use this kind of music? Why don't you do your entrance um, so that it's a memorable uh, and it's only your thing entrance? So, or I cut promos for people for them and then they go and cut it in their own words, but with a little bit of emphasis where it needs to be. So I've, I've had little moments um, and then it really was when I went to Ring of Honor the first time. Mm -hmm. that I was starting to be able to create a little bit more. Cause I was, I was, uh, you know, I was a veteran from WWE at that point and um, they gave me an entire team to work with and that was the kingdom. And so for them, you know, Mike and Taven, they hadn't had as much experience being on national television. And so it was pretty consistent where I'd say, okay, let's try it this way. Let's do our entrance this way you know, figure out a different tag team maneuver to go here. Um, I think this finish works better, whatever it was. And so I get my hands in there a little bit. Then in impact wrestling, I said what I wanted the first time around. I just, okay, I want to do it this way. Um, and there were moments too. I, I remember once with Allie um, and this is insider ish, I guess, but I don't care um, where, Allie was having a tough time because she's a badass in the ring as cherry. She is a badass. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she's a badass now at AEW, but at that time she wasn't really being able to showcase, um, who she was as a wrestler working with me and, and impact the first time. And she said to me, you know, I'm really nervous that this is going to, you know, make people look at me like I don't know how to work, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, just wait just wait and you will get it back tenfold. But when that time comes, you have to get it back and you have to be ready for it. And boy, did she get it back. And oh, yeah. like I, that turn, that moment and that entire wedding that we had at impact mm -hmm. was what we worked for her being, you know, a little bit demure and submissive at times is what made that moment on impact. So, that was really when I was like, okay, yep, I want to be behind the scenes. Because it, 
yes, I did a lot of talking during that promo and everything, but it was everyone else around me that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. I was interested in Allie. I was interested in what Chelsea was doing. I was interested all. And that's where the hot mess came from was yep. when that moment in the ring, but being able to convince everybody to be on the same page uh, throughout that entire process is what made me want to be in this moment now, because it's only when you are behind the scenes that you're able to really see, okay, this is the talent playing field and mm-hmm. this is what we can do with you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's moments along the way. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, so talking uh, a little bit about um, kind of the current landscape of pro wrestling mm-hmm. across the board, yes, you have kind of a tie to literally every side of pro wrestling uh when you think about the fact that you know of course um you made your name in wwe uh and then you're currently working in impact which i think is the the next thing i want to get into but you're also uh i would say really got your presence made with the hardcore base really in ring of honor which is now owned by tony khan which is uh he also owns AEW. so little pieces here and there everything has a little bit of maria in it but um in impact right now you're still a part of honor no more Mm -hmm. um and uh so correct me if i'm wrong and i'm not because we just talked about this before that but you're on a per appearance deal with them yeah yeah so i'm on a per appearance deal with them until october 8th and um that's soon it's that's real soon hard to make decisions moving forward Mm -hmm. Because I love what we're doing in Impact. And I know where the possibilities of where we might go with it and where I might go with it as an individual. Mm-hmm. And um, Scott Demore is a fantastic boss if I'm not in the Maria Honor No More voice. Um, <laughs> when I'm on TV with him though, for some reason, I he's the worst. <laughs> and I just no, just Scott, and he's too friendly with the Bullet Club. Um, but I, I absolutely love what we're doing there. I think that the boys, you know, when they won the tag titles, that meant something. Mm-hmm especially after losing what to me was going to be the next 10 years of my life, if not longer ring of honor. Yeah. And cause I was looking at ring of honor, like, okay, this is going to be the next 10 to 15 years of my life. I'm going to run this women's division. I'm going to transition completely to the other side. I'm going to help with production. I want to move forward with like taking over more and more responsibilities. And then it ended. And, um, then Scott mm. gave us an opportunity. And, um, or we took an opportunity as honor no more. Um, and so it's really hard looking, where do I go next? Um, I, I talked to Tony Khan. I talked to triple H. I, I talked to Scott all the time. Like, um, recently I talked to wow. Like, so it's, it's a very interesting time for me. And, um, for me, it's about creating opportunities for all of the women I'm working with now. So where does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Not only that, but then there's the heart of me. 
that says, okay, when Mike, my husband, went to WWE and it was his ultimate dream to be in WWE. That's all he talked about. He was a WWE person from Mm -hmm. the moment I met him. And um, he got to WWE and it was not the way that he wanted it to go. And um, so I think for him, there's still a part of him that thinks that there's unfinished business. Yeah. And for me, like, I don't know if you guys could see it, but when the boys won the tag team titles, there was tears and there was just, because they're my boys. Like, mm-hmm. Taven married us. Like, mm-hmm. he was the official <laughs> at my wedding. Um, so I literally was, like, standing with the both of them at my wedding and going, you are my husband's best friend and my friend. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three forty nine dollars a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And this is my husband. And so we are family. And so the idea of the two of them walking out at WrestleMania and me managing them, of course that thought is in my mind. Right. But Then I look at AEW where they have some of the greatest tag teams in the world. So competition wise, there's also that at AEW. And the fact that the boys have never gotten in there with FTR. Like I, so it's, I look at all of these things and I go, well, shit. And then where is, where's ring of honor going to go? And um, yeah. So I think that it's just such an amazing time in wrestling right wow. now. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Cause it's like the women's division still needs you over there in Ring of Honor. Like the WWE women's division could use you. AEW, like everybody could use you. So it's pretty wide open. That per appearance deal, that includes Taven and Mike and anyone else? A couple other people. Not everybody. <laughs> Okay. A few other people. Well, some of them um, were just impact originally, like Eddie Edwards. I wouldn't think he's a part of it. So, yeah. Yeah. so like it's you know, I I don't want to you know, but I do know that for the kingdom, mm-hmm. it's coming up, and I I don't know what that means. I mean, I, for me, we're taking the tag titles with us. So <laughs> I was gonna say, what what does that mean with the tag titles? Are we just <laughs> walking out with them? How does this work? Well, they're gonna they're gonna keep winning. <laughs> and, you know, so that's uh, as they should. I mean, they're the best tag team that's out there that hasn't been given the credibility Facts. or the distinction like other people have. And we've traveled the same roads as everybody else. Mm. But for some reason, we're still not looked at like that. It's crazy. And I, I would argue as well, like Mike is probably one of the best wrestlers pure style wrestlers there is out there right now so mm-hmm. and, and then Taven's so underrated so it's mm-hmm. like okay you've got you have all the pieces where do they go because that Taven spot from i think i don't know if it was final battle that uh doomsday device on the outside Taven hits the dive and hits the that lives rent free i hate saying rent free but that spot lives in my head (laughs) that was in 
insane. Amazing. That's one of the best spots in like the last five years. Doomsday device. Suicide dives. Doomsday device. Insane. Crazy. Those guys are going nuts. It was nuts. But if you would have felt the atmosphere backstage, oh my God. We, like I, if they would have been like, hey, we're going to put you through a table. We're going to light it on fire. And then throw chairs at you. I would have been like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Like, we all knew that was it. That was mm. going to be the end of what Ring of Honor was at that point. We had no idea if it was going to, you know, get bought out. Nothing. So we wow. were all like, just, okay, what can I do? How can I make this moment live forever? Mm-hmm. And for me, it was taking a spear from my husband. And he brings it, man. <laughs> like, whoo! <laughs> I have two babies. If that spear, I bought it. Amazing. Uh, speaking of Ring of Honor and you know, just where it ended. Uh, of course, Roxy got signed, uh, but just who is somebody else from that women's division that you think should have been signed by now that people are not talking about? Well, I think it's ha- going to happen soon, but Queen Aminata, uh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think Janai, which Janai didn't come in on the tournament. She only came in after, um, and she's incredible. But not Willow already, you know, she already works at AEW. Um, it, I think she got that... a shirt. <laughs> the, <laughs> AEW put out, they put out a, a shirt for. Her. I bought it. I, yeah. I bought it. She's awesome. She's one of the best promos out there right now because it's so natural, natural, and just wrap the rocket to her. You know how I feel about Willow. She is she can run any women's division in the world right now. Number one as the champ. Yeah, it's just something about her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think uh, Queen and then Jedi for sure, and then. Um, I think Max, Max is going to be another one that, um, she's going to get, but we're going to do some really cool stuff with her at WWA. So I want to make sure she does that cool stuff first, (laughs) (laughs) but again, I, again, we work with the AEW talent all the time. We work with impact talent. So wherever people go, I hope I'm able to still work with them a little bit. Um, and I think that uh, Missa Kate, she's up and coming now. I think, you know, she's in a good spot to, uh, you know, really move uh, now. And then um, Jordan Blade, she's another one, up and yes. comer. Um, trying to think uh, who had like uh, Brooke Valentine. Holy cow. Brooke Valentine's amazing. Well, Trish was a part of the. Uh... Trish, too. yeah, Trish, yeah. I, I mean. and Trish, I'm surprised hasn't gotten mm-hmm. signed. I'm super surprised it, every day. Yeah, yeah. She and and she had a match with Deanna um, at our Chicago tapings that I was just like, wow, we got to do that again. Got to do it again. Yeah, there, there's more there. Um, Trish had a match with Swole um, mm-hmm. at our tapings at in Rhode Island, and I was just like, wow, we got we got to do. But Swole's schedule has been pretty busy, so we haven't been able to get her back. But yeah, we we have a pretty intense group. Seriously. Sometimes we're like, okay, may, maybe we need like a comedy, you know, every now and again. Like, <laughs> we all like they all build off each other too. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, you hit that hard. Okay, watch my match, and then they're just ah, mm-hmm. like it's. 
we need a little a little humor in between mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah go for it mm-hmm. we in I thought Phil was going to follow up on that one. It is about with the three-way on these interviews, Phil. <laughs> um, Funny. Yeah. Well, so just following up on that question, though, yes. I, I would say that for sure, Trish is one of those women that I'm surprised hasn't been signed. Um, and just to that, I mean, you said you talked to Tony. Um, what exactly do you think you bring to a women's division like AEW's or the new ROH that, you know, isn't there yet? So I'm, I'm like mama bear. Like I, I want to see your soul. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, so I'm not the greatest wrestler in the world. Mm-hmm. I will give you an idea of where your match should go. I will give you specific things that I think you should incorporate um in the ring but i want to see why what are you fighting for that is always it doesn't okay you've never met your opponent in the ring blah 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 you're still fighting for something so why why are you fighting why did you get in this crazy business and i never want you to forget it so character development um producer because I want people to have their very best promo. I want them to be able to get their message out there. And so I like to work with people on their promos um, and really create the vibe that they want. And a lot of times, or or sometimes, there, there's been a few that are like, aren't you going to give me any pointers? No, I don't know you yet. I will give you pointers <laughs> once I know where you want to go. Because... Too many times we layer all this bullshit on people that don't know who they are yet. So I want to listen. I want to be, I, I want to watch from afar a bit and go, oh, I see it now. I I, I see who you are. Um, it happened with Roxy last year, Roxanne. Um, she was like, write the promo. Uh, no, I will not. <laughs> but I need you to know. Because when you go somewhere else, sometimes you're going to have to figure it out for yourself. Um, and she was great with it. I mean, she comes from a theater background as well as wrestling for 100 years, even though she's like 12. Mm-hmm. Like uh, she she got that side, but someone had always handed her a script. And I was like, I'm not handing you a script. I'm just not. Um, other people, they need the script because um, maybe they have all this character and they don't know what words to use yet. Um, so I like to see people, so I don't know what that role actually is, um, producer maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that, but I also, I love as a character being a foundation for a group. So, um, for honor no more right now, we have a lot of great talkers and I don't know where Eddie Edwards all of a sudden became this phenomenal promo, but like in the last year, I'm like, yeah, you talk, man. I'm like I just, he's awesome. Um, and I, I think it's cause he really believes in what he's doing right now. And, um, so I just stand in the background. Um, and that, but sometimes when I've worked with people, they need a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So it's that Paul Heyman ish stuff he does i don't do it like him but i try um where you just add to that character until that character can build enough and you send them on their way as a a butterfly (laughs) 
That's and, you, you know, it, it, uh, yeah, <laughs> butterfly. Oh, what, what are we talking about? We're talking butterfly. Yeah, um, no, nah, we. <laughs> hey, did, no. Uh, first off, when we're recording this, is the 25th anniversary of butterfly. So I just want to point that out there. Oh, but um, okay. so. Uh, if I can fit Mariah Carey in anywhere, I'm hey, telling you, I, I know. I look, I'm trying to set you up at the alley oop. I know what's going on here. Hell, look, you can put an H at the end of Maria's name, and then look, you got Mariah. But um, anyway, uh, so <laughs> what I was gonna say is, uh, so I wanted to talk about um, Roxanne though. Uh, so um, she's been killing it. Uh, this uh, this last couple of months, it feels like it's been a while, but she really hasn't been um on wwe television very long but she's absolutely been killing it she had a match that uh kind of knocked everybody's socks off just a couple weeks ago um with uh not just a legendary performer but a performer whose um peak was before roxanne was born and that still just absolutely blows my mind what did you think of that did you get a chance to see that match so i i think Roxanne has the hardest job in the world now, and that's to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you you have those moments so early on in WWE, mm-hmm. and people just want you to top it and top it. Um, so I thought the match was incredible. I think that, you know, she she's very good at a couple of things. She's very good. Well, she's very good at a lot of things, mm-hmm. but two of the top things are um, – her where her ring awareness she always knows where she's at in the ring and then also the ability to take her time like i just like she just knows herself so well she just has her confident in her confidence um that is just ingrained in her and i she has a wonderful family and i don't know if that confidence comes from being brought up by a wonderful family um but being able to have that at such a young age is very difficult. But I I do not envy um, having such great matches at the beginning of your career. Because now everybody wants you to top it. But it's also a perfect time to um, turn bad. Um, so when that moment comes and when you feel like, and this would be my advice to her, when you feel that people aren't appreciating you anymore, make sure you let them know. Um, because if not, um, you run the risk of everybody always comparing you to a match you had at the beginning of your WWE. Right. Man, if she started really all the way up at the top, that's crazy. Like, you know what I mean? She <laughs> needed it, um, especially earlier this year. Um, I think that, you know, when she came in was perfect timing Yeah. Um, and, you know, was able to build up that fan base before I think things are about to really start cooking <laughs> in NXT. So um, it was good timing. Very, very good timing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's interesting that uh, I was just thinking about this the other day. Uh you have become and, and always talking to you the first time i ever talked to you that we ever had like a, a long conversation and the the beauty of maria canellis is that if you get her started she will just go because she Sorry. has <laughs> no no and it's a it's a great thing it's a great quality because i think maria has such a a wealth of knowledge and um and just uh you know you talked about just the way you you know you can talk about how 
you don't have it in the ring necessarily, but you know how to see a match and you know what you want to see out of a match. And uh, where I was going with this was that I feel like that's how people see you today. They see you as uh, a mind for the business. But that's not necessarily how everybody came to know you, right? Like, it was the complete opposite, right? We, we've, uh, you know, talking about the fact that you became known with the Ditz character on TV. The, as you put it uh, once, um, the inspired by Lucille Ball is always how you put it with the um, the facial expressions, everything along those lines. Um, and it's, it's always been just a fascinating transformation for me to watch how fans have seen you one way and all of a sudden now they see you uh, in a completely different light. Um, I guess I wanted to talk about that character a little bit because I feel like I haven't asked you about it in a really long time. But uh, how do you, in 2022, look back at a character? Essentially, I got started, I want to say, 04, if I remember correctly. So, yeah. you know, we're coming up on 20 years since that character. Uh, how do you look back on it today? So uh, when they first, when when we all first started talking about doing this character and um, you know, it was Vince's idea. Paul Heyman had inspired it by stuff he was doing with me down at Ohio Valley Wrestling. Um, it was probably my fault because my very first promo was me singing I'm a Little Teapot. Um, a very sexual version of I'm a Little Teapot. Um, Might have been words like bend me over in it. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. But I think that because you know, that was my first promo. And then with Paul Heyman putting his spin on it and then Vince putting his spin on it. Um, my first initial thoughts were I hated it. I, um, but I don't think I really talked about hating it before because I was trying to play like the, you know, the, the good soldier, but I hated it because my entire childhood, um, I was trying to get out from the opinion that women belonged in the kitchen because my dad was very old school and believed that women belonged in the kitchen and taking care of the family and, you know, were the dad was the head of the household and blah, blah, blah. So I was always um, trying to get out from under that idea. And then the first thing I get in WWE is we're going to have you be ditzy. Now, I used to hate it. Now I love it. I got to work with everyone. Mm. And people just thought of me as like not very um, threatening. So like I heard everything. Like <laughs> I I got to learn everybody's business. And uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, just a dumb girl. Like, yeah, don't worry about her. I was still listening, learning. Um, I'll never forget. One time I was doing a promo with DX. And um, it was one of their long promos about, like, all their merchandise and, like, all this stuff. And um, for some reason, they said to me, we know you're not really dumb. And I went, no. <laughs> and I walked off. <laughs> um, and I think you know, being able to be more of a fly on the wall was really beneficial. But then like, I got to work with everybody. Like that's, that was the benefit of it is like, I worked with John and I worked with Ric Flair and I worked with DX and uh, Carlito when everyone edge and Christian and uh, you know, I crime time, everybody. I worked mm -hmm. with everyone because of that character. I even like Lita, I interviewed, I interviewed Trish. I, you know, so 
was constantly learning from them. Um, and like they would be going over their matches or what they had to do that night or their promos right next to me because on an interview set, you never know when you're going to be able to interview someone because crowd noise or this happening, come, someone coming by with catering. Like, so you would be standing there for long periods of time with another person. It's just so happened, mostly veterans that I worked with and you'd hear all of it. Um, so now it was probably one of the best things that ever happened. Awesome. That's great. You know, coming up uh, around that time, I'm really curious about some things because there's a segment of women's wrestling fans that the Divas era isn't like, so we look, some people look back at the Divas era like, ew, it was this and this. Some people look at it like a great time. They love it. They love the Butterflies Championship. They love the mm -hmm. characters. They love the way that the women were presented. Do you think that, one, how do you feel about that era and do you think there's still a place for that kind of you know that that what was presented there do you think there's still a place here in wrestling today yeah so i sometimes write in my like twitter messages or whatever still a diva mm -hmm. um, right exactly there's a lot of women's wrestlers that say that about themselves too so that's why i'm pretty curious about it you know yeah so it had to do this <laughs> mm -hmm you have to go all the way to the right and then go all the way to the left. And then somewhere in the middle, we find what works the best. Right. I still think there's a place for that. Um, mm. I still think that, you know, if you want to be glamorous and if you want to do more girly moves, if you want to do all, that's fine. Mm. That's your style. Right. Um, if you want to be more aggressive, if you want to go out there with no makeup and wearing, you know, shorts and a t-shirt, fine. I think that talent comes in all forms. Um, women's wrestling army. We, we have every type, mm -hmm. um, that works for us. Um, and I like it that way because I think everybody's interested in something else. Um, right. you know, something different, uh, sexy is, you know, there is a whole rainbow of sexy and, I think that that's how, you know, that's how society is. So that's how we try and represent it on women's wrestling army. Um, we try and get the very best wrestling in the world. So um, I, I like to play off the fact that we, we did work for ring of honor. And so we want to bring in the very best wrestling in the world, but everybody's idea of what professional wrestling is, is different. So different. <laughs> so, um, you know, some matches, they're technical masterpieces. And I'm just like, ah, but it didn't get me. Like I, mm -hmm. I didn't <laughs> other matches. People hate like this stuff. If you go back and watch from like the eighties or nineties and I'm like, wow, I was like jumping on my couch, but you look at it now and you're like, eh, maybe not the best <laughs> match in the world. Maybe mm -hmm. missed all of the punches, not just one, all of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <But> like <laughs> it, and it's still good to me. Like right. I still watch that match and go, yes, that's awesome. But they didn't really connect on anything. Uh, okay. And I, I came in at a time where we were transitioning to HD. Mm -hmm. So like you got away with so much before we went to HD. So it wrestling has evolved mm -hmm. as well as people's tastes. Everybody's tastes have evolved. So I still consider myself a diva because it gave me the first opportunity in my career. Um, and I think some of those segments were funny and cute. Mm -hmm. And um, 
yeah, we should have a little bit of humor to it. Definitely. So, um, you know, I, I think that there's a place for everyone. Yeah. Uh, man, if you talk to women's wrestling fans, there's definitely a sect of women's wrestling fans that are huge into the divas area. They didn't mm-hmm. want it to end. Um, no. There are some people that resent women's wrestling in WWE right now because it isn't what it was. Um, and I definitely think that is a misconception with a lot of fans that nobody liked the divas there. That's just not true at all. It's not mm-hmm. Or that there were women there that couldn't work because there were women during that era that could work. Yeah. There were a ton. I mean, Trish and Lita and Ivory caught the tail end of that. And um, then you had Victoria and mm-hmm. Molly was in that era for a bit. And so you had workers um that were and then on top of that then if you think a little bit further down the line you had beth and melina and mickey and um, natty natty Uh, and mm -hmm. i'm I'm sure but you had a ton of workers that came from the indies too uh so it it was a mix at that time i think they should bring back the butterfly belt i do i and I know people will disagree with me, and that's fine. And But that's why wrestling is great. Because when you watch a wrestling show, you don't see everybody looking exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You, see, you see yourself somewhere in the show. And that is why you care so much. Because you like to envision yourself going out there and kicking someone's ass. And that is good for you at the end of a long freaking day of dealing with whatever boss to watch a show and just lose yourself in it. Um, so that's why all of these characters are valuable. They all matter. Um, mm. As long as someone is watching and someone cares and it's not hurting nobody, um, like emotionally, then I think it's, you know, I think it works. Oh, I love that. And, yeah. Like, honestly, like we talk about, um, I don't know. I think when it comes to wrestling fans in general, we tend to, uh, and, and I think it's a good thing. I think everybody should, but we, we tend to idealize that time period that just made us feel, that made us feel good, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, but on the other side of that, in every aspect of professional wrestling that you grew up in, guaranteed there was somebody out there who was hating on it didn't matter what it was uh, because you know obviously like divas era had um had its fans that were going up with it but then you had um a lot of vocal people on the internet who were absolutely like no this stuff sucks we need to get rid of this get rid of the divas divas suck blah 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 right but like those same fans will then turn around and and talk up the attitude era and be like yeah the attitude Mm -hmm. era was the era of pro wrestling but those people just weren't on the internet at the time because there were absolutely older heads from the 80s, from the 70s who were like the Attitude Era. This is nonsense. This is not what professional wrestling is. Like Jim yep. Cornette made a career off of that. That was his whole gimmick was <laughs> talking about how bad this stuff is in the 90s. So like, um, I, I do think that ultimately professional wrestling to me is something that there is always going to be. It's it's always for somebody. Something is happening, and if it's happening out there, somebody is enjoying it. And um, I think when it comes to seeing your era in particular, I think now that you know a number of years have passed, and we're, a lot of those people who grew up in that era are now adults. Yeah, we do start to see like I, probably once a week, I see a uh, Maria should have been Divas champion, and then here's a video compilation of everything Maria Canellas did, and you'll turn around and go, yeah. 
even a wrestler. Like this is mm-hmm. really what I did. But at the same time, like I said, we see that kind of all the time. Do you do you catch those videos every once in a while? Yeah, I see them. I and I think it's so funny because I remember back at that time, everybody, you know, there was there was a split of people telling me how bad I sucked, and then other people saying, "Give her a chance." Mm-hmm. And would I have liked more time in the ring at that point? Yeah, I would have. I was I was ready for it. I was training. I just needed more time. And um, yeah, sure, I had awful matches, but that's what happens when you're new at something. Um, now we're talking about wrestlers that have been in the industry for 10 years, 15 years, coming into the peak of their life. I was in the business for, I think I'm trying to think when I had my first live match on TV, I think I had only been in wrestling for a few months. Crazy. And so if you're comparing the knowledge (laughs) someone has 10 years in or me that I'm like, yay, a couple months. I love wrestling. Oh, there's. Edge, yay, and Lita, and oh my god, like, and Cameron. they had you take that's right, they had you teaming with John Cena to take on Edge and Lita. You wrestled I, Kurt Angle now that I think about that. And I, you know, I had all of these moments that were incredible moments, but I didn't have the training. I, mm-hmm. when I left WWE, I had only been in the business five and a half years. Wow. Some of the most talented people in the world don't get good until 10 years. Right. 15 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Like Mike's been in the business for 20 and I feel like he's having the best matches of his life. I was in the business a couple months on live television. Like, <laughs> so it was the the learning like I, I like okay, I'll learn all of this shit today. Um but that yeah, I mean, you kind of have to put it in perspective of where we were at at that time. Most of mm-hmm. us had only been in the business a few months. Wow, that's that's kind of a uh, same thing for like NXT 2.0. That seems mm-hmm. pretty like because they're like signing athletes and people like some people didn't even watch wrestling. They're just like, I'm giant and I'm here and I'm athletic. And mm-hmm. we're seeing and the, on- the dedication to do a sport. Right. Which. You know, you can trans like you could transfer that knowledge of athleticism, um, but at the same time, in ring shape is That's nothing right. in any other industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're seeing some people's first match. Some people have only been in the business, just like you're saying. Like I've been in the business for three months, and they're on USA national TV. It's crazy to think about, yeah. like knowing the business of wrestling and how training and everything works and you're on national tv after three months is like what (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) yeah i mean i i think about like even promos Mm -hmm. so i got to do promos with the best in the business for five and a half years in wwe i probably didn't cut a good promo on my own until i was in ring of honor and i was six years into the business Mm -hmm. so like it's uh you know, that took me six years to cut a good promo, but yeah, so, but, but it's also cool. Like you see these first matches now, what's going to happen in five years. Right. Like if they stick with it, if they learn this industry, you're looking at the superstars of tomorrow and who doesn't like to be on that journey with them. Like I, I think about like Roxanne going off to WWE and I'm like, Oh, so proud. I'm a proud mama. Like, mm-hmm. and, and like, I'll see, people posting about her and i'm so proud and you get to do that as a fan too to go okay 
I seen that match when they were a month or two in. Okay, whatever. Oh my gosh, I've known this person on television for five years now. Right. I've watched them grow. It's cool. Bianca Belair, pretty much. Like, yeah, we've seen journeys oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely do think that some fans judge women a lot harsher on botches. And I feel like that's an internet thing. Um, but one of the things that I look at all the time with it is like some of these women are new, like you said, and you don't even give them a chance to grow. You just go, oh, well, they're botching and I'm going to constantly put this gif up and make fun of them for weeks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a year from now, that's forgotten. And yep. so I feel like some people just don't give the women enough of a chance to develop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's not as enough of a space for that. Um, right. That's why I like mission pro and like uh, now women's wrestling army and wow like these are important platforms because now they can you know have more high profile matches um that are seen on an all women's show so you, you get more time and more attention because it's just women um and that's that's why those shows are important that's well, funny. Uh, really, are we going to get into questions? Or I had one more thing. Yeah, go ahead, and then uh, I, I will. Yeah, get into um, the. Fan I wanted to know how you felt about uh, somebody. We haven't mentioned this promotion. A uh, young William Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins very recently said that there was you can't do another Empower because there's not enough women available. How insane does that sound to you? <sighs> well. I think it depends on what women you're looking at. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, it for his promotion, he has a certain view of the women he has in his promotion and what type of women he wants in his promotion. Um, you know, what kind of stories he wants to tell with those women. Um, we have a show coming up on November 4th and 5th in Chicago. Um, and we're going to have 25 to 30 women. Um, Same. and you know, that'll be, you know, between, there'll be 25 women ish on both days. Um, but we also have many different styles of wrestling. And so if you go across the board of what we could have 40 and mm -hmm. if, if Bobby Cruz wasn't telling me no on certain people, <laughs> um, then I'd be like, Okay, I guess because Bobby is the one that's like, I know you want to have like a WrestleMania every time we have a women's <laughs> show, but we can't do that. And I'm like, well, why not? Um, so I think I think that is tough. Mm -hmm. um, it's also, you know, they empower as a pay-per-view. And so if you're trying to sell pay-per-views, is there enough women out there to sell pay-per-views? Um, and I think maybe he's looking at it in that way of, you know, for his audience, is there enough women to sell gotcha. his paper? Mm -hmm. um, for, uh, for our show, um, we have about 25 to 30 that we work with regularly. In Ring of Honor, we were working with about 25 women at every taping. So, um, you know, I, I think that it's all, again, everybody has their own style. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of women's wrestling army we got a couple of questions that are all women's wrestling army related uh, the first one which is one i'm sure you get often could we ever see you in a ring in women's wrestling army no um there's this 
problem that happens uh, when somebody that is on TV is also in a position of power. Um, it should never be a competition. Um, <laughs> this sounds a little bit familiar. It shouldn't. Um, yeah, for me, for me, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I can't. I can't give my entire focus to a company if I'm trying to get my shit over. <laughs> That's just what it is, right? <laughs> it's got to be about me. It's got to be about me. And mm -hmm. like, I will not half-ass it. So if I were to get in that mindset in space, um, there would have to be something that happened. Like, oh, you're going to go to USA Network. We re They really want you to have a... Okay, fine. If my show is going... Netflix says, you know what? We love your show. We want, you know, we want to have it on Netflix. Uh, but we really want Maria to have a match. I'd be like, okay, I will have the match. Uh, a sponsorship comes along that everybody gets a fantastic payday. Fine. I'll put myself in there. One match. Whatever. But no. I don't have any desire. I, I was done at WrestleMania. Like mm -hmm. I walked out and I thought to my, I'm done. I don't want to be here. I, I do not. I want to be here producing. I want to be here with my husband. I don't want to be wrestling. And that question, by the way, came from uh, Kelsey Wrestling on Twitter. Sorry, I, I want to make sure I give a shout out to who these questions came from. Um, mm -hmm. This one from Jason Clay, uh, again, on the topic of Women's Wrestling Army. Do you have any plans or see in the future working with any Joshi promotions or Joshi talent? Great yes. question. Yes, um, we do. Uh, with COVID, it was it's still a little hard, but yes, we do. Um, and I actually... Some of the girls that we work with right now have connections with people that like, so they'll send over a group um, and then they'll work around the country. And so we're trying to, you know, be able to do that as well. Cool. What else did we have here? Um, I, I suppose, and people don't know when we recorded this, but we actually posted this like right before we started recording. So mm -hmm. you may be seeing this days later, but uh, maybe even a week later. Um, that all depends on when, I guess, Sean decides this one goes out. Um, so I guess to wrap this up, um, Maria, first off, anything you want to plug? Women's Wrestling Army has uh, two shows coming up in Chicago at the Berwyn Eagles Club, which if you know, you know. Um, Legendary for women's wrestling. <laughs> we're very excited about running there. Um, shows are on sale right now and Eventbrite. They're also on my Twitter, of course. They'll be on the WWA Twitter. Um, so we have two nights. We're taping 10 episodes that weekend. So it's going to be pretty intense. Um, we're super excited about that. Um, for all Phil, you gotta go. Of course, man. I've been to Burrow and Eagles clubs for tons of things, rye shows, shimmer shows. So I'm like, I said, it's a legendary venue for women's wrestling. Yeah. I'm hoping those good vibes like infiltrate, you know, just, um, so I think that would be the biggest thing to plug is those two shows on November 4th and 5th. Um, at the Berwyn Eagles Club. And then, of course, watch us on Impact Wrestling, where the boys are just killing it right now. Uh, Impact Tag Team Champions. Eddie's going for the World Championship. We've got 
ex former X division champion Kenny King. Um, he deserves it one more time, if not ten more times. Mm -hmm. uh, you got Vincent and uh, PCO, who's crazy and not yes. human. Uh, <laughs> I mean, sometimes I walk out with them and I'm like, "Ooh, we are misfit toys." Um, <laughs> but it is. It is a great group. Um, and impact is kill their women's division is incredible. You have Mia Yim over there, you have Diana, you have Mickey back. Um, Gail is always overseeing everything. Masha, um, Masha, I mean, you, Ke uh, Killer Kelly is there mm -hmm. now. Um, I'm sure I'm missing people, but like Chelsea Green. We we have such an incredible women's division over there. Um, I steal some from time to time for Women's Wrestling <laughs> Army because uh, they're so good. Um, Max is going to have a match coming up here. Like, oh, my God, that's going to be tremendous against yes. Jordan on Impact. Mm -hmm. Like, wow. So uh, Jordan is another one. Uh, so you can always catch me on Impact Wrestling, and that's every Thursday. So watch women's wrestling army on every wednesday at on chrome wrestling tv um we are giving a month free on our brand army page which is brandarmycom slash women's wrestling army uh we will not have new matches but what we will have is close-up interviews with the talent so sit down interviews with some of our top talent over the next few weeks um which is going to be really exciting to see Awesome. So, lots of stuff. I'm sorry. I talk a lot. Really <laughs> love it. <laughs> no, it's it's great. Like I said, that's that's why um, I'll always put over Maria as one of my favorite interviews because um, when I talk about first conversation, I'm not talking about an interview. I'm literally just talking about you and I were just talking, and it was just like a, oh look, an hour later we we're we're done here, I guess. Uh, and Maria, you're always a wonderful interview to have. I'm so glad we got to have you on Grapsity. Thank you. Oh, Mike, Thank we you. would also love to have him on and talk with him, too. Oh, yeah. And he's, God, he's killing it right now. He so is. I'm Boston Strong Style, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Boston Strong Style, Mr. Motivation. Like, I I watched his match recently in AAW, and um, God, it was against Silas and, like, the growth. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm so proud. I always talk, like, people ask me, um, you know, how did you stay with somebody that was addicted to painkillers? And how did you, you know, last that time? And I, I don't know, but I'm thankful that I did. Because for all the shit that we went through, like, right now is a really good time for us. Like, he's a really good person. And he's helping a lot of people. I hope you guys get a deal, a great deal. Let's <laughs> yeah. go, baby. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Rick. <laughs> right now or what we do, we're we're incredibly happy. Impact is taking such good care of us. There's all the exciting stuff happening at WWE. AEW is like they're just killing it. I Moxley is incredible. Like whatever happens, we're happy. We so. are lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Maria. This has been another edition of Grab City Interviews. Thank you for being with us today. For Maria Canellas, I'm Will Washington. He is Philip Lindsay, and he's Righteous Reg. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.